What's up, South Point? Good morning. You guys are awesome. Please have a seat. Man, I'm so glad you. So this is the rowdy bunch. This this service is the rowdy bunch. Okay, good, 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 good. We are so thankful that you guys came out today. Uh, if we haven't met, I'm my name is Hal, and I'm uh, my wife and I, Sandra. We have the the privilege and the honor of pastoring just north of Atlanta in a, in a town called Cumming, Georgia, in the base of the Blue Ridge Mountains, and are having a blast. We did plant our church the same time that, that Pastors Craig and Patty planted this one, and we've just watched God do amazing things throughout the journey to, together. And can I tell you, you guys are so, so uh, blessed is so, such a, a, a word that we just kind of dismiss, but I mean blessed, fortunate, pick a word to have pastors like like pastors Craig and, and, and Patty. They're amazing. Not just leaders, they're godly pastors. And come on. No, 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 no. Wait, oh, oh, stop, 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 stop. Okay. Um, they're not paper plates. They're fine china, you know. And my wife won't let me use fine china but once a year at Thanksgiving, right? But paper plates. Come on. I'm a southern boy, everybody. I love me some paper plates. I love to do dishes night when it's paper plates night. So so I, I know that many times that you we'll get, it, we'll get used to the fireworks. Well, you get used to going to Disney World every single week, and we really start to take for granted of the, the gifts that God has put in our, in our life. But Jesus said that I give gifts to men, and one of those gifts is the gift of pastor. And, and so I know that uh, I, I like to peek in on our online service when I'm out of town to see if everything's going on and, and if the place is burnt down or not and, you know, how everybody's behaving. And maybe, just maybe, Pastors Craig and Patty are viewing this on their phones right now. So this is what I want to do. I don't want to treat them as paper plates. I want to view them as the China that they are, the gift of God to the city and to this church as they really are because they, they so love you. Whenever they talk about uh, South Point, they talk about, like, man, the church and the people are great. So they brag on you. Let's brag on them as they watch right now. So one, two, three, let's put our hands together and thank God for Pastors Craig and Patty. We love you guys. Love you guys. Yeah. That is awesome. Where I'm excited to be here with you this morning, I'm even more excited. And listen, if I wasn't pastoring in, in Atlanta, I would be back next weekend for this day of worship. What in the world? I want to be a part of that. And part of my assignment today is to get you ready for next Sunday. And I've got a word that, that God hijacked. Listen, I was on vacation in Orlando last week, hence the tan. Thank you very much, everybody. But I was on vacation, and God hijacked an evening of my vacation to download a word that I have not even preached at my church because, honestly, I was going to reheat something that I preached at my church. Help me, Jesus. Confession is good for the soul and bad for the reputation. I was going to do that. And reheat something that I preached and something that sounded good and you, that would have, you know, blessed you. But God really started sh sh sharing some things in my life, downloading some things about worship um, that I want to prepare you for next weekend. And uh, guys, listen, he must really love you to wake me up to, to, to really write a different message than I had planned, okay? So... Um, could you do this? Could, could you lean in? Could you, could you get ready to receive from the Lord? Let's not treat church as paper plates today. Let's treat this as an opportunity to encounter God. Amen? Now, look, I'm a holler back preacher. So we're going to have a lot of fun. If I'm going to say something. You're going to amen me. If you don't, you're not used to that, we'll get used to it. We're going to do that this morning, okay? 
And the other thing is I spit and I sweat a little bit when I preach. And so the first two rows is kind of like SeaWorld, you know what I'm saying, with a Shamu. <clears throat> so sorry in advance. Let me apologize in advance. It happens all the time at our church. I'm going to pray right now, and we're going to ask God to do what he does best, which is confirm his word and change lives. And uh, we're going to give him all the credit for every good and perfect thing that comes out of today. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to share your word. God, I thank you that lives will be changed, not because of good preaching, but because you want to confirm your word with signs following. And Lord, one of the signs that, that your word works and is doing something in us is the sign of a changed life. So God, change us from the inside out. God, I pray that you would hide me in the cross right now. Get me out of the way so people hear from you. And everything that's you, let it stick to their bones, Lord. Anything that's me, let it fall to the ground. So we can leave here empowered to change and also to share Christ with everybody that comes into our lives in our sphere of influence. And all God's people said, and all God's people said, amen. amen, amen. You know, years ago when I came out of Bible school, I was a worship pastor. That was my first job. I was a worship pastor in a church in Mobile, Alabama. And, um, and I know you're thinking, man, with that voice, your voice sounds like Bonnie Raitt and Michael McDonald had a baby. Like, that's the raspiest voice, you know? But I assure you, it was good 20 years ago, okay? But, but these days, this is what happens when you don't take care of your voice. But I, I know what it looks like to, to lead worship and have people not really engaged in this opportunity to meet with God. And today, I want to encourage you with this thought that worship is not just a song portion of a service. Worship is not just a song or music, though that is one way or one avenue that you can experience God. Worship, check it out, is your heart, where is your heart's affection and your mind's attention? Because I can be in a worship service and never worship if my mind is a million miles away. I can be in a worship service when God is doing some great things in people's lives around me and I can totally miss a moment because my, my attention is somewhere and my heart's affection is locked in on something beside what God has for me. And today I want to set you guys up in, in this concept of, of next weekend, what does God have for me? So are we going to sing the whole time? Are we going to, like, what is this going to look like? It's going to look like Jesus is going to come in and sit down beside you. Come on, somebody. And he's going to speak to you and download some things. Maybe not audible voice, but just download some, some, some answers to your prayers. Does anybody need that in, your, in this place? I need Jesus, come on, to sit down beside me and help me think through, figure out, walk through some mess that I'm going through right now. And, and a good idea won't do it. I need a word from God. And that's going to happen for you next weekend. You know, when I was, uh, I remember the first time I came into an environment like this where the, the music was a little bit louder, and they had moving lights, and they had, you know, we have a saying around our church where the haze goes up, the praise goes up, everybody. Come on, right? <laughs> where the Nord is, the Lord is. If we have a Nord, a little red keyboard, you know. We, we, it was very new. It was just different. And I saw people were raising their hands like they had questions. Why everybody's got questions in this church? And, and people were more expressive. And I was not, check it out, I wasn't offended and I wasn't turned off by it. But I was rather, I leaned in, I was curious. Because I saw that they were walking in a joy that I was not yet experiencing. I had a relationship with God, but I was not walking in the power and the joy and the peace, come on, and the rest of God. And, and I thought, there's something to that. 
I want to know what, what is there to that. So if this is maybe a new environment, and maybe you're new to Christianity, maybe you're even kicking the tires with this thing called church and Christianity, I would encourage you to come on back. Come on back, watch, watch this, because you'll taste and you'll see that God is good. Come on. He really is that good. And, and he wants to do some great things in your life and through your life. So we want to encourage you to come on, come on back and be a part of this, this experience. What we did today, that was what they did in the, in the Bible. We had, uh, we had this couple come up on our, our, our campus years ago. And I was outside. This was so long ago. It was about 10 years ago. Uh, eight years ago. When, when it was so long ago, I had hair. Help them, Jesus, right? And I was outside, and, um, and this couple pulled up, and they thought that I was a youth pastor, which really blessed my soul. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you really think I'm that young. Okay, well, bless your, bless your heart. And they said, tell me this. Do, do, the, the windows rolled down. Tell me this. What kind of music does this church have? And I said, well, we, 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 have, we have great worship. No, do you have the guitars? And are they loud? And are they this? And are they that? We're so tired and sick of, of these churches going rock music style. Do you have, what, tell us, what kind of worship do you have? And I said, with a smile on my face, because I'm a smart aleck. I said, well, our worship is a very traditional style. It's literally thousands of years of old. Because we have moving lights, we have haze, we have in the guitars, drums, it's really loud, it's blacked out, and there's big screens everywhere. And they went, and the window goes, and they backed up. And it must have been an angelic visitation because I never saw them again. <laughs> but what you experience today is actually very normal in the life of a believer. What you experience today, people leaning in say, God, I just, I just need, I need you in my life like never before. As a parent, come on, as a husband, uh, as a spouse, as, as an employee, as an employer. God, if you don't come through, I'm not going to be able to make it. That's what worship is. It's your heart's affection and, and your mind's attention. Now, this is what we're going to do. We're going to jump right in. I'm going to share a verse with you this morning that you may have never connected it with, with worship. And then some other st a story in the Bible that you maybe never have connected with worship. But this is something that God downloaded in my heart for you this morning. Come on. He hijacked my vacation. You better enjoy it, everybody. In Revelation, the Bible says, Behold, Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him, and he is with me. Now, we know this, this verse uh, in the context of a relationship with God. Jesus is knocking on your heart's door. If you'll open up your heart, if you open up your life, Jesus will come in. The Spirit of God will come into your life. But then this word jumped off the page at me. I thought, dine. I've never seen that before, and I'll dine with him. Now, I'll explain it this way. Many times we'll come to church, and we get excited about the worship, and that's great. We get excited about the preaching, and that's great. But many times we'll leave church, a service, and we'll never sit down and dine with the person of Jesus Christ. We, 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 we come, and we think, well, maybe the worship or the music side is, is the appetizer, and then the preaching is the entree, and they're both great, and yet we walk away from the table, and Jesus is wanting to have a moment with us. Come on, somebody. Heal your heart. Heal your life, and we'll walk out of that. And today I want to share a story with you, and we're going to unpack this together, that maybe it'll bring some clarity to your life, because I want you to get the most out of next Sunday's experience. 
I want you to say, you know what? Next Sunday, I know that I'm going to get my a prayer answered. I'm going to get some revelation on a next step, a big decision that I have coming up. And that's going to be ready ready and waiting for you next Sunday. So let's get, get to it. Uh, in Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Are you all glad you're here? Say amen. How many of you all glad you're here you're not in surgery? Well, that usually gets about 85%. All right, here we go. Here we go. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert, and he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in the midst of a bush. Now, in most of your translations in the Bible, that word angel is with a capital A. Many theologians believe that this is Jesus. Jesus appeared right here in this moment. So he looked. Everybody say looked. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush, the, the bush was not uh, consumed. So it was on fire, but it wasn't even burned up. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see. Everybody say see. I'm going to turn aside, and I'm going to see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that the bush, uh, saw that he turned aside to look. Everybody say look. God called to him in the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near to this place because you got to take your sandals off, this, off your feet for the place that you stand is holy ground. Now, I'm going to give you three simple words that are going to help you understand, maybe bring some clarity to the concept of worship so that you can get the most out of next Sunday. I really feel like I'm here to serve you this morning. Come on, help me help you this morning. So if you're a note taker, write this first word down. Number one, write it down. It's this, the word look. Everybody say look. If you're not a note taker, go ahead and write it down anyway. <laughs> the word is look. When I say look, I don't mean glance. When you begin to, to sing or even when you begin to look at the Bible, I, I want you to, to not look at what you've got coming up this week. Because some of us in this, it would be totally transparent, some of us, we come here and we check the box of church and we, we miss a conversation with the Lord. Because why? We're so focused on what's waiting on us next week instead of who is sitting with us right now. I'm preaching about 73% better than your amen me right now. I'm so guilty of it myself that I will get, I'll get in this tunnel vision because we've got big projects going on around our church. And, and I've got, good God Almighty, my daughter's leaving for, for college in two weeks. Come back, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Like, like, I've got some things that I need clarity on. I've got some things that I've, and I totally miss the person sitting on the other side of the table. But I had a good church service. You got, you got, you've got to look. So here's a, here's a word that help, might help you th when you think of the concept of, of worship. It's focus. Everybody say focus. Um, do you know why, why your leaders come up at the end of the last song to come up with a scripture or maybe a word of encouragement? Because they're trying to help you focus on who's here, not what's coming up this week. They're trying to get you to focus on the person of Jesus Christ. They're trying to get you to focus on, listen, I know your problems are real, and I know your mountains are big, but God is bigger. See, they're trying to raise the level of faith in this place so you can walk out of this place and say, no, my problems didn't just disappear, but he'll be, he will stick closer to me than a brother, and he's not going to leave me forsaken. See, he's, what we're trying to do, everybody, is get you to focus on who's here, not what's next. <laughs> let's, not be, uh, let's not be ADD worshipers. Any, anybody guilty of that? 
Man, I'm so, man, I, I'm, I'm so bad about that. I can speak to this. You don't know this about me, but I, I, I am ADD. I did not realize this, but I, I'm ADD. Uh, and, and then I found out three years ago, about two years ago, that I'm dyslexic. I, I just learn differently, right? And my, my words are, are, are switched. My numbers are, everything's switched. And, uh, and I was explaining to someone what I was talking about. And they're like, have you ever been tested? I'm like, no, man, everybody thinks this way. And they went, no, you're broken. <laughs> And, and I've always been like just ADD. I, mean, I will go in the middle of a conversation and I'll take a hard right. I'm not talking about right. I mean throw up the parking brake. And tar- Anybody, come on, ladies, can you just pray for your husbands? Come on. I will be in the middle. Like, I'll talk to, to Pastor Craig. We're, we're like school, school girls. I'll talk to him multiple times a week over, the, over the, the, more than a decade now. And I'll be right in the middle. Man, how was your vacation? How are the kids doing? Man, that's so great. Listen, did you have a local contractor seal and stripe your parking lot? <laughs> it's so pathetic. It's so sad. And your, and your pastor is so gracious. He doesn't say, wait, wait, no, what are we talking about? He just laughs. He just, he's so gracious. He just laughs. He goes, oh, bless his heart. You know, in the South, you know what that means? You're an idiot. That's what that means. He just, he just laughs at me. And, and uh, you know, my first position of a worship leader, I would see people that they would come in and they would be focusing on what's next. They would have their day timer. And, and now you have your smartphones and you've got even smart devices and watches. And, and everyone, is, everyone is vying for your attention. And I just, I just thought to myself, man, wouldn't it be great if we just stopped looking to social media? Come on, I've got nothing against social media. But can we just take a time out and look to the Lord and not look to other people's opinions and comments? You just say, you know, I heard a woo. That was a good amen right there. I just, I just want to look to God. So the first thing I want to do is look. Number two, write it down, is listen. Everybody say listen. So I'm going to look to the Lord. I'm going to listen. And again, I was, I was ADD growing up. I look back and I go, oh my gosh, bless my parents' heart. Help them for, for putting up with me. And I remember my, my, my parents would say, they would sit me down. They'd say, Hal, look into my eyes. And I'd go. And they'd take my little face and they'd go, hey, buddy. <laughs> and then they would, they would they'd give me instructions. And then, this is child abuse, don't do this. Then they would say, now repeat back to us what we just said. I don't know. I don't know. You know what's sad? I've been married 25 years. My wife will sit me down. She goes, Hal, listen to me. And I'll go. And she'll take my face. She goes, sweetie, listen. And I'm like. Mm-hmm. Y'all, it's pathetic. I lead a, I lead a, a healthy church. Help us, Jesus. I wonder how many times that we get into a worship moment, and we start to look and glaze and glaze over, and we look at what the meeting is happening on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. We got this deadline coming up. Come on, somebody! I've got kids going back to school. I've got to figure out how to pay for that. I've got to figure out. And God's saying, hey, listen, I've, I've got something. I've got to have your attention. I've got to have your attention. Now, wa- watch this. Why did, he, 
Why did they do that? Why, why, why did my parents do that? Because there's no need in telling someone anything until you have their attention. And this is the word that God gave me for you, South Point. Are you ready? I wonder if God is waiting to speak until we look. I, I, I want, when God saw that Moses turned to look, then God spoke. Look, look at the Bible. Let's, let's read this verse one more time. Exodus 3, 4. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, then God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. God was waiting to speak until he had Moses' attention. And there are many people in the word, in the church right now, you need, listen to me, you need a now word from God. But God is the perfect gentleman. He will not interrupt. He will wait for your attention. And we keep saying, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. No, no, no. If there's a, a season of your life that seems that there's inactivity of God, God's, you're not waiting on God. God's waiting on you. He's like playing checkers. He's the perfect gentleman. He's not a cheater. He will not move out of turn. Is this okay this morning? A little bit rough? Y'all invite me back. I'll preach happier next time. But I think for my own life, how many times do I, I get so frustrated, God, and then I went, you know what? I'm talking about a problem that's coming up. Let me just talk to you. And I, I just wonder, it's amazing to me how much we want God to speak, and yet we don't truly lean in. And here's some, here's some benefits. You guys jot these down. Here's some benefits of leaning in. Here's some benefits of the presence of God. Here's some benefits of, of listening and looking toward, toward the Lord. In Psalm 16, 11, you will show me the path of life. Your presence, everybody say presence, is fullness of joy. Everybody say joy. Is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Guess what's waiting for you next Sunday? Joy. Man, I just need some joy. I need some happiness. No, you don't need happiness. Happiness depends on your happenings. Joy is greater than happiness. Joy is from the inside out, and joy comes from the Lord. It comes from His presence. So what's waiting on you next Sunday? Is it a, worship? Is it a day of worship? Yeah, it's part of it. But joy is waiting on for, for some of you guys. In Psalm 9:3, when my enemies turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. You know what's waiting on you next weekend? Victory. If, you'd stop, if you would stop fighting your enemies and get in the presence of God, the Bible says that God would start fighting your battles for you. That's waiting on you next Sunday. Here's another thing. That, that is Psalm 68.8. The earth shook. The heavens also dripped rain at the presence of God. That dripped rain was talking about the blessings of the Lord. Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God, the God of Israel. Watch this. Blessings come by His presence and mountains are moved by His presence. You want, I, need, I need God to bless me. You need to get in His presence. I've got some things in my life, they look so insurmountable, they're so big. You need to get in the presence of God. Those mountains will be moved in your life. Quit trying to figure out everything and just get in His presence and say, you know what, God? I'm just going to sit at the table. You're going to have to run me out of here. I'm not leaving until you, until you, until you help me, until you speak to me, until you, until you hold my hand in this situation. Here's the last one, Acts 3.19. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times, I love this one, times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Man, I just need another vacation. Well, that might be so, 
But guess what? What you really need is a time of refreshing. Because the last vacation didn't do it. The last promotion didn't do it. You need the Spirit of God to come and refill you. Because life will cause you, life will cause you to leak. Have you discovered that yet? That I, like, I just feel like so empty. Of course you are. Because you're breathing. We're in a fallen world. This is what sin created. It's brokenness in the world. And the reason that you're leaking is because you haven't been refilled with the presence of God. Am I preaching okay this morning? Man, I'm so excited. Time's refreshing. That's what's waiting on you next weekend. So what we're going to do, we're not going to look to Facebook. We're not going to look to Instagram. We're not going to put a pros and cons list. And guys, what do you, th- what do you think, guys? What do you think, friends? You know, the only one I care about opinion is God. And I'm going to look and I'm going to listen. And then number three, write it down. I'm going to learn. Everybody say learn. I'm going to learn. Do you realize that Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, of the Old Testament? And what makes this incredible is Exodus 3. <laughs> Exodus 3 happened almost 25 year, 2,500 years before creation. How, check this out. How could Moses write about creation when he wasn't there? You weren't there when, when, when Noah and the flood, and, and you weren't there. And you, this, is, this, is, this is how he was there. He met with God who was there. In Psalm 103, come on, y'all, y'all, y'all ready to lean in this morning? Psalm 103, 7, God made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. See, he, was, he had a conversation with Moses. Hey, Moses, let me tell you about the creation. Let me tell you about what happened. Let me tell you about Adam and Eve, and this is what happened. Let me, let me tell you more about my character, who I am, and what I have for my people. What does this verse mean? Here's another way of saying it. God made known what he did to Israel. He made known why he did it to Moses. (laughs) You may be thinking, yeah, well, Moses was special. And that's why God had that conversation with him. That's why he, he had that relationship with God. Nope. If you read your Bible, God said, let all the people come up to the mountain. And the people said, no, 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 no. Moses, you go up. You meet with God. And you come back and tell us what he said. And people are still doing that today. Pastor, you go hear from God. You come back and you tell us what he said. When Jesus himself says, listen, when I died on the cross and I paid for your sin, the dining room is open for everybody. I can speak to a pastor and I can speak to a prophet and I can speak to an apostle, but I'd rather sit down at the table with you. Aren't you thankful that the the ground is level at the foot of the cross? I'd rather, God said, I'd rather speak with you. Now, now, Exodus chapter 33, verses 9. Now, I love this part right here. We're going to finish up in just a minute. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Bible says that the Lord talked with Moses. And here's the, the awesome part. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face. That's what's going to happen next year, uh, next week. Next week, next Sunday. You can have an encounter with God. I'm not talking about being weird. I mean, just it's as normal as breathing in the life of a believer is God sits down with us. And he doesn't make us go away. He wants to be with us. And the Bible says he spoke with him face to face as of a friend. How many of you know that you're a friend of God? 
no, Pastor, I, I, I don't feel like I'm a friend. I've done too much, and I've said too many things. I've made too many mistakes. Listen, that's why Jesus came and died for you. That's why Jesus paid for your sin. This past week, we, we go to Orlando, and I don't go to Disney World uh, every year. I made that deposit years ago. Help them, God, you know. But we always have this place, a little bitty resort in Orlando that we always go to. And my kids, you ask my kids, you ask my wife, even my close friends, they know that I have, I have a hat. It's a golf hat. It looks like a shark has chewed on it. And I always put that hat on. Now, this is my happy hat. I put that hat on, and I go into this, like, little pool lagoon. And I walk into the pool, and I'm just going to sit down, and I'll sit there for a little bit. And then I'll get out, and I'll go to this. They get this hot tub. It's a big hot tub built into the, 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 the patio and at the resort. And you put 25 people in that thing. I thought, this is awesome. So the girl said, my kid said, hey, um, let's, let's go to the hot tub. I said, I feel the Lord in that. Let's do that. So we go, and there's nobody there. Now listen, now listen. I love people. I love people. I feel like I'm having to convince you. I love people. But when I go on vacation, I don't like anybody. I want people to leave me alone. Right? Yeah. I see some people got the handkerchief. Amen. I, I, I love everybody. I just don't like everybody. And I want to be alone. So I go to this hot tub. And the, it, the girls are outside. It's just too hot. And I'm a lobster. I'm just like in it. And I'm not on the side. I'm like in the corner. And I'm, I'm, it's, I'm having a moment with God. I'm like, this is amazing. This is awesome. I'm sweating. It's just, I mean, it's awesome. We're alone. Come on now. In a hot tub. First world problems. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And this little kid, little boy, six, seven. You know that irritating age? He comes up and he goes, ooh, a hot tub. I didn't know this was back here. And he sat down. He, he got in. He goes, ooh, this is hot. Well, it's not that hot. I mean, boys, it is kind of hot. And he's just like, you know. He's got all this room. And who does he come to sit down beside? He comes down and goes, woo, hey, hey, it's hot. It's hot in here. Look, this thing makes bubbles. It makes bubbles, you know. Now, look, you would think, you would think that I'm, I'm a pastor, that I would say, bring all the children to me. I'll bless them and pray for them. I'll, I'll give them the, every picture you see of Jesus, a painting, it's like a curveball. I'll give them a curveball blessing. But I didn't because I'm on vacation. I don't like people. And I said this. I said, <laughs> y'all forgive me. I said, no, buddy, you got to go away. You go sit over there. No, this is my space. He went, oh, he wasn't hurt. He's like, Okay. Aren't you glad God's not like me? You don't have to amen that loud. Many of you are convinced that, that God is like, no, no, no. You go sit over there. This is my space. I'm kind of busy. I've kind of got issues in the Middle East I'm working on. And your little bitty problems, they don't mean much to me. And can I tell you something? I want to disarm that in the name of Jesus. That's a lie. God not only says, come on. He's like, come here. I've got some things I want to share with you. I've got some, I, I want to sit right here. There's like a jet right here on your back. This is going to be awesome. With every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to pray for you right now. You're here today and you're like, man, I just feel like God's saying, no, no, no. You go over there. You sit over there. And again, I just want to tell you, that's not God. God's saying, come on. 
Worship is not just a song. It's more than a song. Worship is, come on, sit beside me. Put your heart's affection and your mind's attention on me because God says, I've got some things for you. I've got to sh- I want to share some things with you. I want to fix some things and repair some things and, and, and heal some wounds in your life. And listen, only God can do that. The world can't do what God can do. And that's for you today this morning. God wants to heal you. If you're here today and you say, Hal, I, I'm ready to come back to God. I, I feel like I'm a million miles away. I feel like my prayers don't, they don't even penetrate the ceiling. But today, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing that God is tugging on my heart. And, and God is wanting me to renew that relationship with Him. Maybe you used to live for God and walk with God, but you walked away from God. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't matter what you did or, or why you did it, but you just find yourself here this morning in church or watching online. And you'd say, man, I want to come back to Christ. I, I want to renew that relationship. Or maybe you've never made that decision to make Jesus the Lord of your life, not just the God of your Sunday. I'm going to give you that opportunity. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to have you stand up or come down forward. I'm just going to say a general prayer over the crowd. And if you'd be so bold, say, how could you, could you count me in on that prayer? I, I mean business with God. I, I need times of refreshing. I need joy back. I've got some battles that need to be fought, and I just can't fight them anymore. I need a relationship with God. can't do this on my own. On the count of three, I want you to slip your hand up. Slip it right back down. I'm not going to drag it out. One, two, three. Anybody in this place? Slip your hand up. God bless you. Hands everywhere. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah. I love it, man. It's awesome. You can put your hands down right now. I'm going to lead you in this prayer. You may not know what to say, so I'm going to make it really simple because God is so good. I want all of this to repeat this after me, just to encourage those that lifted their hands this morning. Say, Heavenly Father, come on really loud. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I believe that he is the Son of God. I believe he died for my sin. And I believe he rose from the dead. Jesus, I'm asking you right now, come into my life. I surrender control of my life right now. Forgive me of my past. Give me hope for my tomorrow. I'm a sinner, and I have need of a Savior. Save me, Lord, in Jesus' name. Now, Father, you saw hearts that said yes. You saw hands that went up. And, Lord, that is a spiritual step in their life that we celebrate. And, God, I pray right now that the rest of their life will be the best of their life because Jesus is the Lord of their life. And, God, I pray that any mountain will be moved in their life. God, I come into agreement that their body will be healed and and their lives will be restored. Their families will be stronger. Not because of good preaching, but Lord, because the Word of God is true. Because of times of refreshing that are awaiting on them today and also next Sunday. God, I pray that you would saturate this place with your spirit next Sunday. That when people come in, they don't come into church. They come into a moment where the Spirit of God, come on, rests upon their house. Bless them as they come. Bless them as they go. And all God's people said, amen. Let's all stand to our feet. Can we celebrate what God has done today? Put our hands together and thank God that He's good. Hey, listen, next Sunday when your pastor comes back, I want you to amen him, shut him down. He's a great gift. They are a great gift to you. And listen, you're a fantastic church. And I celebrate what God's doing through your, your church this morning. Okay, God bless you. Have a fantastic week. We'll see you next weekend.